lads and ladies, welcome to the Junior Classics. Hi there, I'm Sir Bradley Hassey, a teller of borrowed tales. Join me as I share stories of courage, adventure, and wonder. But don't take my word for it. You can find out for yourself on today's Junior Classic. Greetings, Junior Scholars. I am Sir Bradley Hassey, guardian of the written word and your guide through the Junior Classics. Our mission is to safeguard the classics and inspire children to a love of good reading and a real and lasting interest in Western literature and history. If this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us, and a very special thank you to my loyal listeners who tune in each and every episode, and especially my Patreon supporters who help keep the show going and growing. If you like what we are doing, creating stories for the good of your kids, consider supporting me on Patreon for five bucks a month. You can also write me a letter at P.O. Box 1153 Crown Point, Indiana 46308. And I would love to know what you like about these stories. If you have any questions, and please send me any artwork based on a story. Today, we continue our series Slavic Tales with the story of Little Simpleton. But first, Lost and Found Words! Listen carefully to these words and their meanings and try and spot them during the story. Our first word today is a peasant. A peasant is another word for a poor farmer. Our next word is drudge with a D, drudge. This is a person who's made to do hard or dull, boring work. Our next word is kumak with a K, kumak. This is red wool stuff from the city of Bucharest. Bucharest is the capital of Romania. Try and find that on a map. Our next word is seraphin with an S, seraphin. This is a long dress worn by Russian peasant women. And if you look up seraphin, there's all kinds of cool pictures of it. Our next word is nankin. This is yellowish cotton cloth. That's nankin with an N. And last, our word is bade with a B, bade. This means to command or order someone to do something. That's all for today's Lost and Found Words. Now on to the show. Story of Little Simpleton by John T. Naki. Once there lived a peasant and his wife who had three daughters. The two elder girls were cunning and selfish. The youngest was simple and open-hearted, and on that account came to be called, first by her sisters, and afterward by her father and mother, Little Simpleton. Little Simpleton was pushed about, had to fetch everything that was wanted, and was always kept at work. But she was ever ready to do what she was told, and never uttered a word of complaint. She would water the garden, prepare pine splinters, milk the cows, and feed the ducks. She had to wait upon everybody, in a word, She was the drudge of the family. One day, as the peasant was going with the hay to market, he asked his daughters what they would like him to buy for them. Buy me some kumak for a seraphim, father, answered the eldest daughter. And me some nankin, said the second. The youngest daughter alone did not ask for a present. The peasant was moved with compassion for the girl. Although a simpleton, she was still his daughter. 
Turning to her, he asked, Well, little simpleton, what should I buy for you? Little simpleton smiled and replied, Buy me, dearest father, a little silver plate and a little apple. What do you want them for? Asked her sisters. I will make the little apple roll round the plate and will say some words to it, which an old woman taught me because I gave her a cake. The peasant promised to buy his daughters what they asked of him and then started for the market. He sold his hay and bought the presents. Some nanking for one of his daughters, for another some kumak, and for little simpleton, a little silver plate and a little apple. Then he returned home and gave these things to his daughters. The girls were delighted. The two elder ones made themselves seraphins and laughed at little simpleton, wondering what she would do with the silver plate and the apple. Little simpleton did not eat the apple, but sat down in a corner and cried. Roll, roll, little apple on the silver plate and show me towns and fields, forests and seas, lofty mountains and beautiful skies. And the apple began to roll on the plate and there appeared on it town after town, ships sailing on the seas and people in the fields, mountains and beautiful skies, suns and stars. All these things looked so beautiful and were so wonderful that it would be impossible to tell of them in a story or describe them with the pen. At first, the elder sisters looked at the little plate with delight. Soon, however, their hearts were filled with envy, and they began to try to get it from their younger sister. But the girl would not part with it on any account. Then the wicked girl said, Dearest sister, let us go into the forest to gather blackberries. Little simpleton got up, gave the plate and apple to her father, and went with them into the forest. They walked about and gathered blackberries. All at once, they saw a spade lying upon the ground. The wicked sisters killed Little Simpleton with it and buried her under a birch tree. They returned home late and told their father, The simpleton is lost. She ran away from us in the forest. We searched but could not find her anywhere. The wolves must have eaten her. The peasant regretted the loss of his daughter bitterly, for although so simple, she was still his child. The wicked sisters also shed tears. Her father put the little silver plate and the little apple into a box and locked them up. Next morning, a shepherd was tending his sheep near the place, playing on his pipe, and searching in the forest for one of his flock that was missing. He observed the little grave under the birch tree, it was covered by the most lovely flowers, and out of the middle of the grave there grew a reed. The shepherd cut off the reed and made a pipe of it. As soon as the pipe was prepared, oh, wonderful, it began to play of itself and say, Play, O oh pipe, play, and comfort my poor parents and sisters. I was killed for the sake of my little silver plate and my little apple. When the people heard of this, they ran out of their huts, and all came round the shepherd and began to ask him who was killed. Good people, answered the shepherd. I don't know who it is. While searching for one of my sheep in the forest, I came upon a grave covered with flowers. Above them all stood a reed. I cut off the reed and made this pipe of it. It plays of itself, and you have heard what it says. 
The father of Little Simpleton happened to be present. He took the pipe into his own hand, and it began to play. Play, O oh pipe, play. Comfort my poor father and mother. I was killed for the sake of my little silver plate and my little apple. The peasant asked the shepherd to take him to the place where he had cut the reed. They all went into the forest and saw the grave and were astonished at the sight of the lovely flowers which grew there. They opened the grave and there discovered the body of a girl, which the poor man recognized as that of his youngest daughter. There she lay murdered, but by whom no one could tell. The people began to ask one another who it was that had killed the poor girl. Suddenly, the pipe began to play. Oh, my dearest father, my sisters brought me to this forest and here killed me for the sake of my little plate and little apple. You will not bring me to life until you fetch some of the water from the czar's well. Then the wicked sisters confessed it all. They were seized and cast into a dark prison to await the pleasure of the czar. The peasant set out for the capital. As soon as he arrived at the city, he went to the palace, saw the czar, told his story, and begged permission to take some water from the well. The czar said, You may take some water of life from my well, and as soon as you have restored your daughter to life, bring her here with her little plate and little apple. Bring your other two daughters also. The peasant bowed to the ground, and returned home with a bottle full of the water of life. He hastened to the grave in the forest, lifted up the body of his daughter, and as soon as he had sprinkled it with the water, the girl came to life again and threw herself into his arms. All who were present were moved to tears. Then the peasant started again for the capital and arriving there, went at once to the czar's palace. The czar came out, and saw the peasant with his three daughters, two of them with their arms bound, the third as beautiful as the spring flower stood near, the tears like diamonds falling down her cheeks. The czar was very angry with the two wicked sisters. Then he asked the youngest for her little plate and apple. The girl took the box from her father's hands and said, Sire, what would you like to see? your towns or your armies, the ships at sea, or the beautiful stars in the sky. Then she made the little apple roll around the plate, and there appeared on it many towns, one after the other, with bodies of soldiers near them, with their standards and artillery. Then the soldiers made ready for the fight, and the officers stood in their places. The firing commenced, the smoke arose and hid it all from view. The little apple began again to roll on the plate, and there appeared the sea covered with ships, their flags streaming in the wind. The guns began to fire, the smoke arose, and again all disappeared from sight. The apple again began to roll on the plate, and there appeared on it the beautiful sky with suns and stars. The czar was astonished. The girl fell down on her knees before him, and cried, Oh, sire, take my little plate and my little apple and forgive my sisters. The czar was moved by her tears and entreaties 
and forgave the wicked sisters. The delighted girl sprang up and began to embrace and kiss them. The Tsar smiled, took her by the hand and said, I honor the goodness of your heart and admire your beauty. Would you like to become my wife? Sire, I obey your royal command, but allow me first to ask my parents' permission. The delighted peasant at once gave his consent. They sent for the mother, and she too gladly bestowed her blessing. One favor more, permit my parents and sisters to remain with me. On hearing this, the sisters fell down on their knees before her and cried. Dearest sisters, all is forgotten and forgiven. They who remember the past with malice deserve to lose their sight. She then tried to lift them up from the ground, but they, shedding bitter tears, would not rise. Then the Tsar, looking at them with a frown, bade them get up. He allowed them, however, to stay in the palace. A magnificent entertainment then began. The palace was splendidly lighted up and looked like the sun among the clouds. The Tsar and Tsarina rode out in an open chariot and showed themselves to the people, who cried joyfully, Long live Tsar and Tsarina! May they shine upon us like the glorious sun for years and years to come! The end! What a great story of mercy and forgiveness. Mercy is when someone shows you kindness even when you don't deserve it. Do you think the elder sisters who killed their little sister, the little simpleton, deserved to be shown kindness by the Tsar? Did you expect little simpleton to forgive them and show them such extraordinary kindness by actually inviting them to live at the palace with her? Write me a letter and share your thoughts. The next time someone wrongs you, remember the story of little simpleton and the forgiveness and mercy she granted her sisters. Until next time, I am Sir Bradley Hassey. Be brave, be loyal, and speak the truth. Now for you parents out there, I want you to understand why we are doing this, what we are trying to achieve, and how you can help us. This is a rescue operation to preserve the classics and the wisdom within before it is lost forever. Our goal is to inspire children with a love of good reading by safeguarding and breathing new life into the greatest stories in history and empower you, the parents, with a resource you can trust to enrich your child's mind and spirit. We don't want these stories and the wisdom within to be forgotten so our children don't have to learn these lessons on their own. The most important thing you can do for us is to spread the message and tell others about these stories and what we are doing. If you want to donate, we would love that as well. My promise is that 100% of donations will go to building the impact and quality of the junior classics. If you have feedback and thoughts on how we can do things better, please send an email to juniorclassicspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to the Junior Classics. And now a Romanian folk song called The Shepherd's Pipe Tune.